All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning, everybody. I'm Menika Doshi, and you've tuned into Bloomberg Quint's daily morning news update. It's September 10th today, and right on top, I'm going to steal one of Hormuz's headlines. Because who'd have thought an IPO bang in the middle of a pandemic would be subscribed 151 times. Yes, you heard that right, 151 times. Hormuz will be here to tell you more about this company in just a bit. Last night marked a recovery session on Wall Street as the Dow, S&P 500 and Nasdaq gained between 2 to 3%. Asian markets are in the green this morning. Later today, we'll hear from the European Central Bank on interest rates Expectations are that the ECB will hold rates steady and indicate further easing is possible before year-end. The Reliance fundraising juggernaut has started rolling all over again. Private equity firm Silver Lake invested 7,500 crore rupees in Reliance Retail for a 1.75% stake. That values Reliance Industries' retail business at just over $58 billion. Like with Reliance Geo, the retail business seems to be lining up marquee investors. Based on reports by Bloomberg and Financial Times, private equity funds KKR and L. Catterton and the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia are all in queue to invest in Reliance Retail. So strap in, because Reliance Geo's fundraising spree ended only after a dozen investors coughed up close to $20 billion. Speaking of deals, the global luxury industry's biggest takeover is unraveling as LVMH called off its $16 billion purchase of Tiffany. LVMH said the French government requested that it delay the deal for reasons related to a US-France trade dispute. The deal that was struck in November was an effort to bolster the French company's US presence as well as gain a major jewellery brand in its portfolio. August was another tough month for equity mutual funds as investors withdrew money for a second straight month. Equity and equity-linked schemes witnessed an outflow of 4,000 crore rupees in August, compared with an outflow of 2,480 crores in July. SIP investments, while lower for the fifth month in a row, are still in that 7,000 crore rupee range. Liquid or money market funds saw sharp outflows as well. Overall, the mutual fund industry witnessed a net outflow of 14,500 crore rupees compared to an inflow of just over 89,800 crore rupees in July. EPFO, or the Employees Provident Fund Organization, has decided to credit only a part of the 8.5% interest for the financial year 2019-20 into the accounts of its more than 6 crore subscribers. It will pay 8.15% now, and a decision on the remaining 0.35% will be made in December. Evidently, the EPFO is short on cash. 
It intended to sell some of its ETF investments to meet the shortfall, but wasn't able to do so due to market volatility, according to a PTI report. State Bank of India's digital banking platform, it's called YONO, is worth over $40 billion, says the bank's chairman, Rajneesh Kumar. He touted YONO as the biggest startup by a legacy brand. He said it adds 70,000 customers daily and it presently is doing 70 crore rupees in loans every day. Rajneesh Kumar mentioned that because it's not a separate business, Yono's value does not reflect accurately in the SBI stock price. You probably know by now that one of the most promising COVID-19 vaccines has hit a hurdle. AstraZeneca announced earlier this week a temporary halt to the global trials of the vaccine that's being developed by the University of Oxford after one patient got sick. India's Serum Institute, who is partnering the effort, said clinical trials here in India are continuing. But Serum Institute was on Wednesday served a notice by the drug regulator asking why it was not informed of the pause in global trials. Drugs Controller General of India asked Serum Institute as to why its clinical trial permission should not be suspended till patient safety is established. This will definitely dampen expectations of a vaccine anytime soon. Well, on that note, let me hand it over to Hormus Fatakia for a quick update on how Indian markets are looking this morning. Good morning, Hormus. Good morning to you, Menka. Thanks for that and to our listeners as well. Markets have been volatile to say the least heading into the weekly options expiry session today. It was Reliance Industries that single-handedly kept the indices afloat in Wednesday's trading session. And as Menka spoke about the happiest minds IPO, the issue certainly had a happy ending. The final day of bidding saw the non-institutional investor portion being subscribed 350 times, while the retail portion saw subscription of 70 times. Since I'm on the topic of IPOs, let me also tell you about the other one in the market. The issue of Root Mobile was fully subscribed on the first day of bidding and retail investors were at the forefront of this issue as well. The portion for retail investors was subscribed 1.8 times. And on to specific stocks now and as both Mainka and I mentioned about Reliance Industries earlier, that will be the one to watch out for today as well. The company's market capitalization has now crossed the 14 lakh crore mark. On to some QIP and OFS updates, first with the QIP which has been launched by India Bulls Housing Finance. The floor price of 206 rupees a share is close to a 3% premium to Wednesday's closing price. The company also said that it is in the process of exploring various options to partially divest its equity shareholding in Oak North Bank in one or more tranches to free up capital and grow its loan book. The OFS of Bharat Dynamics ended on Wednesday with a total subscription worth 770 crore rupees from institutional and retail investors. IRCTC has clarified that it has received no intimation from the government over any proposed stake sale. PTI had reported on Tuesday evening that the government intends to divest 15-20% to stake in the company through an offer for sale. The stock ended lower for the second straight day on Wednesday. Stocks like Goa Carbon, Hindustan Aeronautics, Hindustan Copper, Jai Bharat Maruti and Jammu and Kashmir Bank will be reporting their quarterly results today. 
Also keep an eye out for Texmeco Infra where the board has approved raising 250 crore rupees through an issue of equity shares and also approved raising the company's borrowing limit to 800 crore rupees. Some stocks that will be on my radar today, one of which is Escorts which bucked the trend on Wednesday ending over 7.5% higher. Victory Emerging Markets Small Cap Fund has acquired close to 0.7% stake in the company at 1165 rupees a share. Also watch for Transport Corporation of India where HDFC Mutual Fund has acquired over 1.1% stake in the company at 215 rupees a share. And lastly watch for Jubilant Life Sciences which ended lower for the third straight day on Wednesday. The stock has declined close to 15% in the last three trading sessions. Early ticks on the SGX Nifty indicate that the index traded 30 points higher around the mark of 11,350. You can get more details on all of these stocks and a lot more in our all you need to know copy on bloombergquint.com and with that I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you Menka. Well thank you for that Hormuz and to all of you for tuning in. Have a great day and stay tuned to bloombergquint.com. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.